0: It almost goes without saying that 2020 has been a heck of a year and it always seemed to get worse in some capacity or even more chaotic and crazy. I've had a lot of conversations about this in the past few weeks and one of the things that's come up again and again in those conversations is kind of this notion that people express, maybe people get too easily offended and scandalized because of social media, that they're constantly being bombarded with news and images and ideas that they just explode that they're, they're too vulnerable in a sense. They, they react too strongly and too quickly. But as I've thought and prayed about this, and in light of today's gospel, I think the opposite is true. We're not scandalized enough. We don't look at the world and look at it with scandal and fear and frustration. We don't look at abortion and see the scandal of murder of innocent children in the womb. We don't look at the scandal of racism until it is right in our face and see the absolute scandal of people being discriminated against and treated poorly because of the color of their skin. We don't look at the scandal of children going to bed hungry in the wealthiest country in the history of the world. We don't like to be scandalized. We are addicted to our pleasure and to our comfort. And so every now and again we'll get worked up, we may overreact, but for the most part we allow these scandals in our life to just go on. And we do this not only in our public life and with these big crosses and challenges and scandals, but with private things as well. Every sin is an absolute scandal. Every sin. And yet oftentimes it's so easy just to say, oh, there I go again. Look at me. Oh, I won't worry about that. Or we'll call what is clearly evil and wicked what is good and what is love. When Christ and his church have clearly taught us that those things are not that. This is a scandal. It's a scandal when we treat people poorly. It's a scandal when we are treated poorly. It's a scandal when we bypass and overlook the poor or take for ourselves from our surplus and don't use it to serve and to honor and to build up those who have been cast down and cast aside. We are so locked up in our pleasure and our comfort. This is the scandal. Jesus in the Gospel today Hammers St. Peter. Remember last Sunday? What did Jesus say to Peter? You are Peter, and upon this rock I shall build my church. A few lines later, get behind me, Satan. This is how quickly it can turn in our hearts when we put our own comfort and pleasure ahead of God's will for us, ahead of the good, ahead of love himself. And you would think that Jesus would soften the blow, right? In his gospels, he usually doesn't come at individuals. He goes after, especially in the gospel of Matthew, the scribes and the Pharisees for their hypocrisy, for their unwavering uh, you know, boldness and, and their, their, not, their lack of mercy. He goes after groups, but he really comes after Peter. Because he's calling Peter, who is the rock upon, he, upon whom he will build his church, and he's calling all of us, who follow after Christ in the church built upon Peter to be scandalized and to look at those little things of comfort and pleasure and to get those under control. Because who among us wouldn't, when our best friend tells us, I'm going to be put to death, make every effort to make sure that that doesn't happen. Peter's reaction is almost natural. It's almost, we would think, the right thing to say. And yet Jesus calls him out. He challenges him to look further beyond his own understanding and construct of the good and into the construct of the good that God himself, that Jesus himself, has made. I keep using this word scandal because in Greek, the word that is translated in the gospel today for obstacle is "scandalon," which is a Greek word that starts in the, old, the Greek Old New Testament. It's, a, it's original to there. It has to do with a small stone, a stumbling block, an obstacle. But the connotation of this word is an obstacle that leads to sin. An obstacle in our life that can dispose us to doing something that is wrong. So Jesus isn't just saying, oh, you're you're a stumbling block, you're getting in my way, Peter. He's saying that this mindset of taking care of our earthly good, of prioritizing that above everything else, of thinking that just being nice to each other is the thing to do, can be... A stumbling block that leads to sin. Because Jesus has something greater in store for us than physical pleasure and well-being and comfort. The scandal of the cross is that the worst the world has to throw at us is the means of our salvation. Both in and through Christ on the cross and in and through our daily life. That Jesus gives us the cross, Jesus invites us to the cross, not because he desires to hurt us, but because he has designed for us a path to salvation. And the more we open our hearts to that, the more we follow after that, the more like Saint, or like prophet Jeremiah in the first reading, we allow ourselves in a sense to be, to be duped, to be turned into something that is and for God. It's difficult, it's hard, Jesus never says it's going to be easy, but it's the one thing that will lead to our happiness, peace, and well-being, to follow His will. There really is only one response to Jesus' invitation to follow Him. It is the cross. It is, as St. Paul says in the second reading from the letter to the Romans, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. And so we offer to God everything that we have. We trust that the good that he has shared with us and revealed to us in himself, in Jesus Christ, through his church upon which he built on Peter, he is offering us something of infinite value, worth, and goodness. We just have to offer ourselves back to him in return. We have to make those small sacrifices. In marriage in friendships, where we prioritize the good of the other ahead of our own good. We have to make those small sacrifices, which can seem like Herculean and enormous sacrifices on a college campus, to strive after chastity and sobriety, to put Christ first, to pray every day, to serve the poor, to work for justice and for peace. It's this, and following after Christ, of making my life and the measure of my love the cross, then and only then will I be following after Jesus. Peter is a great, wonderful model for us. He is exalted by Jesus last week. He is challenged to more this week. In our own life, the same thing happens again and again and again. We make progress, and then we see these things start to creep in, and Jesus challenges us The church challenges us. Our brothers and sisters, friends, family challenge us to take up the cross and to follow Jesus. The real scandal of this life is if we're not scandalized by sin and if we're not finding our greatest hope in Jesus. It won't be easy. Sometimes it won't even be fun. But put the cross before you Put it in the absolute center of your life and measure everything against that measure of love. And you will find happiness and peace in a way that you could never imagine and in a way that you could never find on your own.